4: Oh, lovely. You look
3: gorgeous out here. It's very nice. Again, thank you for letting me crash and be nosy. It's June 2nd, 2021. I've just moved to Provincetown, Massachusetts for the summer. I've been tasked to make a show about what life is like here. This is my first assignment. Just act
4: natural, everybody.
3: (laughs) I'm recording a meeting to discuss an event.
4: It comes down to, like, the logistics and the details.
3: A famed party in town is planning their comeback after a year-long break due to COVID.
4: I guess we had a gap here. Would this be our 14th
3: year? Yeah.
0: It's 13 with an asterisk. Yeah. yeah.
3: The party is called Fag Bash. People have told me that it's the sweatiest dance party in town. So naturally, I can't wait to go. The organizers are Aaron Korch,
4: Welcome
0: home.
3: Jimmy Lee Curtis,
4: Talk shit about everyone and everything in town. Oh, I will, you know I. because I don't care.
3: And Mark Luke.
4: I'm not afraid of anybody in this town.
3: <laughs> they've been friends for over a decade, and it's been at least six months since they've all been together. We're all sitting around a little table outside. The sun is warm, but the June air is still cool. They're eating sandwiches, pulling cards from an oracle deck and catching up before they dive into the agenda. I mean, I've got so
4: much tea. I have teeth.
3: I've been in town for less than 24 hours, and I'm already getting mm-hmm. the good stuff.
4: And now, hired him, and so did the and gave him a place to live, and he's going to be doing 40 hours a week. I <laughs> know, hey, don't choke on your <laughs> reishi mushrooms, girl.
3: <laughs> I don't know who they're talking about, but by the end of the summer, I will. I'm Mitra Cavoli. And I make audio documentaries. And this summer, I'm making a show about Provincetown, or P-Town as it's affectionately called, a tiny seaside town with a population of about 3,000. In the summer, it balloons to about 60,000. Before arriving, I knew that Provincetown is a gay mecca of sorts, especially for men. But I love all-gay culture, and I was excited to be part of that tradition, of queers going to P Town. Also, three months at the beach, summering on Cape Cod. What am I, a rich person?
4: Do you want to cut the deck? Mm-hmm.
3: Everyone pulls a card from the Oracle deck to set the tone for the meeting.
4: Spiral says, I'm learning something new even when visiting familiar territory. And what do you think the caterpillar says? Caterpillar says, "I am beautiful in my state of learning and transition." Are you transitioning again? Again. (laughs) From what to what this time? No, there aren't enough pronouns (laughs) for you. Oh my goodness!
3: I too feel like I'm in a state of transition. A few years ago, I made the decision to leave the safety of the straight side of my bisexuality behind and fling myself fully into the unknowns of a queer life. But I hardly know what that means, or what my life could look like. This summer, I was hoping to unlock the secrets of growing old and gay, unrestricted by the norms of a straight life. Like thousands of queers before me, I'm finding myself at the very tip of Cape Cod, 50 miles into the Atlantic Ocean. It feels like nothing could be further away. But that's the way of the gay, far away and hard to get to, where no one will bother us, seeking beauty, friendship, pleasure, and community.
4: Okay, so there was this bartender.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Like three old friends, gossiping over sandwiches in the sun. Now, this is a life I could get used to. And on my first drive into town, with the sun setting in my eyes, it felt like anything was possible. I was ready to plunge into the majestic waters, cram myself into a sweaty dance floor, and raw dog the air. And nothing was gonna stop me.
0: I love it! What? I know! I ah! I see right
3: but I didn't come here alone. I came with my co producer, Emily Foreman. Emily and I were basically camp buddies all summer. We have to do the questions. That's what we're supposed to do. Okay. To do the fucking best and worst place to have sex. Yeah. And our P-town daddy doula Ben Riskin. This will be Ben's 14th summer in P-town.
2: Totally. So all the way on the other side of those dunes, that's Boy Beach. That's where we might go tomorrow.
3: Okay. Um, we followed workers, artists, and performers—the people who make up the fabric of this town—to see what can happen in a summer. What do they see in this place, and what do they find here? And can I also find it? Welcome to Provincetown. Episode 1 The Hustle. First, a lay of the land. P Town is basically two streets connected by a lot of other tiny streets. The one you need to remember is commercial. It's the main drag with most of the shops and restaurants. In the very center of town is the Pilgrim Monument, the 250-foot granite tower that you can see from almost anywhere, like a pin on a map marking where you'll find me and all the other gays this summer. In the East End, there are tons of art galleries, and in the West Side, there's Ryan Murphy. But no matter what, you are almost always five minutes from the beach. It's the beginning of summer, and Commercial Street is already brimming with bodies. Bachelorette parties. <laughs> here, Thank you. Gaggles of friends dressed in themes of various commitment levels. Yeah, no a group all wearing caftans, another head-to-toe in tennis outfits, and then just a crew in wigs. Yeah, Gays love a theme. The truth that I was confronted with very quickly. Ah! The streets are lined with busy shops selling all the usual wares of a seasonal seaside town. Custom t-shirts, a hippie head shop-sex shop combo, overpriced jewelry. Hey, everything is half-off so and it's you know, real. Everything oh, okay. is real stone, yeah. yeah. That one's going to end up costing you like 40 okay. And some more specific to P-Town, like who's that doggy in that window? A shop that will put a picture of your pet on anything. There's also an entire store devoted to espadrilles. It's rumored that Betsy DeVos loves espadrilles so much that she bought them clean out while yachting around the Cape. A big part of Provincetown summer is performance. You can see a live show every night of the week if you want. When you walk down Commercial Street, music pours out from many of the restaurants, which also double as cabarets. Right now, it's 7 p.m., and the drag queens are hawking their shows.
0: Showgirls! Showgirls! Showgirls!
3: I've snaked through the crowd of leisurely tourists just in time to meet local performer Kaya Kristal. Spelled Q-Y-A-C-R-I-S-T-A-L.
0: And yes, that is the same on Facebook, Instagram, Venmo, Cash App, Christian Mingle.
3: Kaya has a small studio on the third floor of the Whalers Wharf, which is an open-air shopping pavilion with some rental offices. The windows to her studio door are covered in comic strips, so you can't see what's happening from the outside. Inside, there's a huge mirror surrounded by lights and a director's chair. Loads of makeup and wigs are scattered about, but most of the room is filled with clothes, multicolored outfits hanging on racks, a bin full of crinoline and tulle, Clothing everywhere.
0: So I'm a drag queen and I, you know what? Hmm. Let me rephrase that. I'm a singer who likes to do drag and perform. And I incorporate live singing into pretty much every show that I can because it's what makes me unique.
3: Kaya just got a last minute booking for a show.
0: And so I have about 20 minutes to go from a bean pole to an hourglass.
3: <laughs> I intuit that this is normal for Kaya. Although this is our first interview, I get the sense that most of the time we'll spend together this summer will be rushed. Me chasing her from gig to gig.
0: So I'm currently tucking everything away. And I am pulling on my big girl panties. Got my hip pads in. About to get my potato titties on, as I like to call them, with potato tits.
3: Kaya moved from Missouri to Boston to go to Berklee College of Music and never looked back. She's only visited her family once since she's left, and has made P-Town her home base for the last nine years. What are you putting on now? So I have on a, uh,
0: this is my like smoother body shaper that I always put on over my um, surgical shaper because the surgical shaper lasts, it's built to last, and it's very expensive. Um, But it gives me that, the ah, ooh-ah-ah sensation, ooh. Not mad about that. Um, Which one of these is bigger? This one. So this
3: one goes, and this one. One of your titties is bigger than the other?
0: Just like a real woman. uh, Just like a real woman. One of my tits is a little bigger than the other. Well, just like any human, I mean. We're not <laughs> proportionate by any stretch of the imagination. <sighs> okay. Ooh, okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. Yep. They are up in there. They are in there like swimwear.
3: Before I'd even arrived in P-Town, I'd heard of Kaya. People were saying that she was going to be the it girl of the summer. whoa! Kaya Marie, my daughter. I love her. I remember thinking, what does it mean to be the it girl? One girl?
0: She's gorgeous. (laughs) Um, She just puts a lot of effort in, and you can see it. People can see it. People like her. She has the charisma.
4: Well, Kai is a phenomenon that, you know, blasted into town a couple of years ago. And, you know, she appears at just the right moment. Have you seen her perform on Tuesday nights at the club? I met when she first got here. She was good, but she's really perfected her craft and her voice.
3: After living and working in town for nearly a decade, this summer, she's getting her break. The first time I met Kaya was at her Tuesday night show at a venue called The Club. It's her show, with a three-piece accompaniment, cabaret style.
0: Uh,
3: After the show, I went up to her to introduce myself. She was larger than life. In her platform heels, she towered well over a foot taller than me. She was wearing a green dress with black feathers on the bust, her voice soft and grateful for my attendance. I shook her hand and started giving her my spiel about the show, this show, that I was in town making a documentary about a summer in Provincetown and was looking for people who'd let me follow them around. While we were standing there, someone else came up and started talking to her but she kept my hand gently in between hers until she was able to refocus on me. Seeing Kaya in her studio now, while she's getting dressed, I'm shocked at how tiny she is. A slight frame, demure.
0: So when I get into body, my hips my tits, my waist, my hair. It's all how I want to present Kaya. And I've struggled a little bit with trying to figure out what her style is, but now I know. It's very much evening gowns, sequins, caftans, very like Saint-Tropez. I modeled myself after my great-grandmother, my grandmother, and my mother, all three very strong, very independent, unapologetic Black women who know how to dress. Like, Sundays were head to toe, a complete look. And nails were on, and lashes were on, and hats were done, and you know, the shoe was a sensible church shoe, but like, that is the goal. So that when I'm walking down the street, people are like, oh, (laughs) look at that drag queen. They're like, oh my God, look at this beautiful goddess of a being that is gracing us with her presence.
3: Drag in P-Town is on a whole other level. Most drag outside of P-Town takes place at a club or a bar. The music stops and a queen comes on, does a lip sync number too, while the audience throws tips. But as local performer Harrison Fish puts it, you've got to do more than that in P-Town.
0: Provincetown is such a different expectation of drag performers. Most of the drag performers in town, if they have an opportunity to perform at all, it's an hour-long show. It's actually hard to work as just a lip-sync artist, and I feel like that's the expectation that Provincetown has for its drag performers. Like, you have to entertain me for an hour. You have to have rehearsed numbers. You need to do something more than lip-sync. Kaya is, in my opinion, so much more than a drag queen.
3: Kaya is first and foremost a singer, and a pretty incredible one at that. But it's not the only gig she has. She also works at a boutique, but hopes that eventually she can sustain herself off performing alone.
0: And there are people that have been here for decades that have a very happy life, that have a very, what some people would consider a successful life, you know, and they're paying their bills on time and they're, they have
3: sold out shows. But I sense that P-Town can feel a little claustrophobic for Kaya.
0: I want to be known for my skills and my personality and not just so much that, oh, she's a drag queen. I want more than a night at a gay club. I want more than just the gay clubs alone. I want to tour. Like, I want to work with others. I don't necessarily need to be the next Beyonce. I don't need that. I mean, it'd be nice. It'd be cute. Would doing a sold-out show at Madison Square Garden be amazing? Yes, it would. But right now... I think the goal is to to have a solid show with songs that I can sub in and out and be kind of, like, at peace and not be stressed about the show. But I do know that I want more than just the gay circuit.
3: But P-Town is the gay circuit.
0: Good luck shot. Loosens up the vocal cords. <clears throat> Keys, phone. With minutes to spare. Look at that. Okay. Woo!
3: It's time to head next door to the crown and anchor for Kai's first show of the night, live from Provincetown.
0: So, another great thing about this space is that all of the clubs are like within five minutes, like all of them. So, I'm like, a drag queen is never late. Everyone else is just early. All right, girl, let's walk.
3: We walk to the Crown and Anchor, which is a sprawling complex of venues, bars, and a hotel. It's drizzling, and Kaya is in a pink sequin jumpsuit and a long black sequin coat. She's wearing platform heels and an afro wig.
0: I'm John. You can sit right anywhere you want.
3: I settle into the audience, and a second later, Kaya takes the stage. The rush and bustle leading up to this moment has completely evaporated.
2: And I want to introduce one of the absolute finest. Would you please welcome Miss Kaya Cristal And <laughs> a sensible black number. She is so sensible. Yes. That
4: is, this is what she wears whenever it rains. This is her rain
0: outfit. How appropriate. Oh, for summertime and the living.
3: Like most workers in town, Kaya is looking at the summer season with one thing in mind, making and saving money for the winter. So my
0: goal for this season is to save $10,000. And if I, when I make that goal, my goal is going to be $20,000.
3: And if and when I make
0: that goal, it'll, you know, be $30,000.
3: The summers in P-Town are a hustle. Most workers are juggling a couple of jobs, and oftentimes gigs on top of that. P-Town is seasonal. Although the streets are bustling right now, in the winter, there won't be a soul in sight. Most of the shops, cafes, and restaurants will be closed. It's imperative that all workers and business owners save enough money to get them through the winter. And Kaya is a hustler who never says no to a gig.
0: especially with this season, I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. And I want it that way. Where else can you see a queen pretty much seven days a week doing what she loves to do and singing live almost every day? And that? in some sadistic way fuels me (laughs) to do more and more and more and more and when people say I want you to do this and then this and then this I'm like yes I'll do it cause at the end of the day I guess I can sleep when I'm dead
4: All right,
2: what are your thoughts? Sexy, sexy vibes? Yeah. Yeah.
3: This is Sonny. He's 29 and just moved to P-Town from Boston to work for the summer.
2: Feeling good, feeling confident.
3: Sonny just put on a new pair of boots for his job at the Provincetown Brewing Company. Today, he's delivering beer to businesses around town on foot. (sighs) Sunny is precariously navigating a very busy commercial street with kegs and pallets of beer on a dolly.
2: So their mindset is that if there is a company that orders from them within one mile of the brewery, we should deliver our product on foot.
3: This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would you do a job that could take one hour max in a truck, but instead do it over three grueling hours? The brewery told me this isn't their official policy. But maybe Sunny has a point.
2: It increases marketing. Having cute boys walk down the street with your beer is always a nice thing. You get to talk to people, it kind of ingratiates you in the community. That was their other mindset. They wanted to make it easier for me to meet people, and I think that this is a good way for that to happen.
3: This is one of the most fundamental things about P-Town. It's a place to see and be seen. Sunny is eye candy, and this is a small town.
2: For the listeners at home, Sonny is a very hairy bear. <laughs>
3: Technically, he's more of an otter than a bear.
2: I'm devilishly handsome, which is a fact. I am very hirsute. I am wearing a backwards hat. I have cat socks on right now that I bought at the marine supply store that I really like that we're going to go in and it's going to, you're going to, like, it's going to blow your mind. Brown eyes, kind of green, kind of both. Uh, I'm, uh, six feet, six feet one with these boots on, um, boots the lay the house down. That is actually the truth. I'm, well, technically I'm a half, and a half, but I round up to six feet because like everyone who's gay, we round up six feet.
3: Like a lot of young gay men in P-Town, Sonny is single and very much here to hook up.
2: I just wanted to move to P-Town and be a dumb slut for the summer and have fun because we just came off a really tough year. I had... Not the great, like, I know I'm not unique in this, but it was a really tough year for my career. Like, I have to pivot after a 13 year career with an organization that I love and now figure out something else that I want to do.
3: He got laid off from his job at the YMCA, where he'd been working since he was 16, most recently as an operations director. Like so many people, COVID completely upended Sonny's life. And by the end of March 2021, he knew he was out of a job for good.
2: It was just a very out of the blue, way to find out that I don't have a plan anymore for my life. To have that kind of just, like, snatched away out of the blue was just, I don't know. It was really
3: hard. As luck would have it, the Provincetown Brewing Company was hiring, and Sonny was down for a change.
2: Everyone who lives here says, like, P-Town is a life-changing experience and will be better, and I kind of, I wanted that for myself. I do feel a lot more open here. I am a much more willing to, like, be outgoing and talk to people, wear like weird things like I'll unbutton an extra button on my shirt every now and then, show off a little bit more chest hair, like my shorts are a little bit shorter than I would normally wear in Boston.
3: Although this is Sonny's first time living and working in P-Town, he would come here with his mom and brother every year when he was a kid. These are some of Sonny's happiest memories from his childhood.
2: There's a view of p-town that's my i drive into p-town a lot and like when i was growing up me and my brother we knew we were here because we would turn the corner on route 6 and you would see like the entire basically line of p-town with the provincetown monument and we'd be like oh my god the view's coming up and i remember like every year my mom's like we're coming it's gonna come soon and we're like driving on that curving route 6 and then it would finally come we would like giddily scream as like because be like
4: ah we're here
2: and then when I came back and got to see it, like, from a new perspective of being gay, I'm like, oh, this place is magical for so many more reasons than just that. So I have, like, these great memories from childhood, plus all of the new great memories that I was able to make, and then had to kind of find a way to put those all together.
3: Sunny now has to square his childhood memories with his slutty adult self. So, okay, like, let's just say, like, out in the club, like, what is your your strategies of your dumb slutness like how is it that you get so laid
2: i don't okay so grinder is definitely grinder and scruff are super helpful i i will say they're actually probably my main way to get laid because i'm kind of awkward when it comes out like to meeting people i told you in like social dynamics like in a big group i have a really hard time like approaching and like meeting people so like i need a lot of social lubrication aka liquor so i'm usually quite drunk if i do end up going home with somebody
3: Sonny's been in P-Town for a few weeks so far, and getting settled has been a little harder than he anticipated.
2: I'm having like these really ups and like really low lows. I've been mostly doing a lot of learning. It's a very complicated landscape for a place that's so small. It has a lot of drama and a lot of politics. And as someone who used to just visit for a week and use this as a vacation town, I didn't realize all of the nuance that like went into making this place what it is.
3: Sonny has already embroiled himself in a messy love affair that is crashing and burning right before his eyes.
2: Um, I cut things off with and it's been kind of weird. And we got really close super quick, and then somewhere along the line, something kind of happened. It was just sad, because he became really my closest friend here, and now I just feel very kind of alone again, which is not ideal. And anyways, I saw him out last night, and he had another... Guy with him. I don't know if it was just a friend or anyone else, but we didn't talk. Like, I talked to him a little bit in line to just like say hi and like sat behind me. And then he like peaced out immediately as soon as it was over, like, didn't even say bye. And I'm like, okay, well, this is fun. I guess I'll just go fuck myself.
3: But Sonny doesn't have time to think about b- today. It's not even noon. The sun is hot and he's barely halfway done with his deliveries.
2: All right, now we enter the fun part of our journey weaseling our way down Commercial Street.
3: Who are we going to see today? Who,
2: that is the age-old question.
3: Hi.
1: We're,
3: I'm recording Sonny on his beer run. We run into Mark Luke. He's one of the fag bash coordinators that I met on my second day in town. He tells us they've secured a date and a venue for their party.
4: On the full moon, June 23rd. Supposed to be off fire, so I'm very excited about that. Right. Where
2: to? What's up? Back, back, back to the brewery to get my next pallet of beers. Or
4: just...
2: Nope, on foot. Yeah. I <laughs> I mean maybe you want to put a nipple out. Mmm. Uh,
3: <laughs> we say our goodbyes to Mark and head back to the brewery for Sunny to pick up more beer.
2: But see, that's the reason why I do it. Everyone just stops and stares. Yeah. I will say this does make me feel pretty. <laughs>
3: because you're being seen.
2: Literally, CNBC, and that's the. I feel like everyone's mono in Pete Town. I feel like it's because a lot of people, when they do come here, feel like they're not seen where they're um, wherever they're from. Especially people who like have to like be really super closeted. Like this is a place where people finally can be who they want to be. So if you're going to, fucking go all out.
3: And Sunny and Kaya are about to go all out. This season on Welcome to Provincetown, I get acquainted with a new town and a new landscape and new friends.
4: Provincetown is a place of abundance.
3: I got to know a lot of people, some who you couldn't pay me to talk to again. If there was a manager right now, I would ask for him or her. Others who I talk to on the phone almost weekly. It, it also borders on misogyny. <laughs> Thank you. All right, good. Because I was honestly like... You'll get to know the people who make this community what it is. We followed them to work. Why today is so hot? Jesus. From gig to gig. <laughs> From their highest highs.
0: Welcome! This is going to be a great
3: fucking show.
0: This experience has really like changed my life
3: their lowest lows. I feel sad. (laughs) Me too!
2: I would just kill for like one crumb of serotonin.
0: And that's been my whole story is I don't, I don't have
3: time. This is a community at the end of the world.
1: We are at the very end of a dream, (laughs) but it's not time for everyone to wake up yet.
3: Welcome to Provincetown was created by Roomtone and Rococo Punch. It's produced by me, Mitra Caboli, and Emily Foreman, in association with Stitcher. Story editing by Gianna Palmer at Witness Docs. Charlotte Livingston is our production assistant. Bart Tochi helped with fact-checking. Editorial advising on this episode from Tyler Morse, Audrey Quinn, and Cassie Wagler. Our executive producers are Jessica Alpert and John Parati at Rococo Punch, and Ben Riskin and Bianca Grimshaw at Roomtone. Camille Stanley is the executive producer of Witness Docs, and Casey Holford is the technical director. Special thanks to Sylveon Consulting for their feedback on this podcast. If you want to see pics from our summer in P-Town, follow us on Instagram at Rococo Punch. Thanks for listening. Well, the artists came here because they loved the light and the drag queens followed because they loved the night. 400 years. 400 years. 400 years. 400 years. 400 years of laughter, thunder and tears. After all these years, the town is coming along. It took 400 years for me to write this song. 400 400 years. 400 years! 400 years. 400 years. 400 years of laughter, thunder and tears. That's it